The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Hey friends, welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Roland Murphy. We're excited to have you with us today. We're going to be talking to a friend and mentor, and we're going to talk about some education stuff and just getting back to really important things. Yeah, back to school in this new year and just some important things that are going on in our land. And so today we have a special guest, Jorinda Cook Murphy. She is a retired educator who is now living a life filled with traveling shared with her husband. She holds several degrees in the field of education and has a heart for teachers and students. She enjoys sharing with people the message of God's goodness. And we are excited to have her. And if you notice, she has the same last name as Latan. And why is that, Latan? Because she, we tease each other. And she's really <laughs> my mother-in-law, but I tell her she's my sister, my mother-in-law, my cousin. cousin. Yeah. We, we love her. She's so. a soul sister and <laughs> yes. a friend. And we have a lot of, um, a lot of admiration for this lady and her wisdom. And you will too. You guys will love her. Yes. So welcome to the show, Jorinda. Thank you. I have been looking forward to being here. It's good to be with you, Amy, and you, Latan. Well, we love having you in the studio and just being able to sit across the table from you and see your smile. And we are excited to have you in today. One of the first questions I want to ask you is a question that we ask all of our guests. And it's just about victory and where in your life have you experienced the most victory or, you know, in your life or where are you experiencing the most victory right now? That is a good question. Um, I grew up with... uh, knowing God and grew up in churches, but I grew up with God being the gotcha. Mm-hmm. Watch out. God's watching. He's going to get you. And when I finally came to the realization that God is not a God of gotcha, but a God of love and wanting to hold you in his arms and wanting to guide you where you needed to go. And yes, correct when you needed to be correction, uh, had correction. But that was the biggest victory for me. I love that answer because you know what? I grew up in a Southern Baptist home and my parents <laughs> had all these rules and regulation. Mm-hmm. And I did, I missed out on the loving father right. and the grace kind, uh, and the grace right. and the mercy. And it wasn't, I mean, they did their a great job. And right. I learned so much in the church growing right. up about who God was and his character and all the stories and, and just how much Jesus loved me. But there is something that happens when you personally are able to look past that gotcha uh-huh. God into just the arms of grace. Right. So I love, love, love that answer. And we're just so 
excited because you have such a wealth of wisdom as an educator for so many years. Your background in being a principal and then being a traveling instructor to the teachers and to children across um, the Atlanta and surrounding areas, and you still have a great, pretty broad-reaching network of friends who are also Mm -hmm. educators that you've been able to contact recently and engage and encourage them having had the experience that you have, Dorinda. The listeners are going to value this conversation so much because we've come out of a year of pandemic where everything has been turned on its axis as far as education goes. The teachers are stressed. The children are stressed. The parents are stressed because now they are in positions of being the teachers for their children at home. And I cannot even imagine the stresses that the principals are facing and all the different pieces that they have to pull together to make it work. And many of us are oblivious to what's going on right now behind the scenes. Can you help us with this? I'm glad you asked that question because so many people that are not involved in the field of education can kind of look back, step back from the situation and think, well, it just flows. You make a schedule and everybody keeps it. But with this COVID-19 virus, things have really been in an uproar Everybody's been touched by it in some way, not just the administrators, the parents, as Latan mentioned, uh, the students, um, the administrators in dealing with changes from week to week, not knowing week to week what schooling is supposed to look like. One week it may be on site three days a week and virtually at home two days a week. So not knowing, having a schedule that would actually work. My concern is when I was an administrator was the scheduling, making sure everybody was where they needed to be, that the correct time was spent on the different subjects. Now those scheduling nightmares have been a problem. The We tr- think about just scheduling in the classroom, but you have transportation scheduling, especially if you've got Part of the classrooms being on site, the other part are at home virtually. How do you work transportation for grades two, four, and six on site while grades one, three, and five are at home? Cannot imagine the stress. Yeah, it's put a lot of stress on Mm -hmm. the parents and not knowing they've Mm -hmm. never been in this situation of homeschooling. That's right. And then they've got, you know, some of them are going back to work and not, I mean, it's just a mess. Uh-huh. It really is. Uh-huh. And it's caused a lot of uh-huh. fear in every That's right. area. That's and right. I think that that is something that I would love to hear your thoughts about okay. on how the fear of, I mean, there's so many fears. We can, can't even pick just one, but fear has been an overwhelming theme of everything that's been going on. Can you just tell us, I mean, just give us some thoughts about that. All right. Uh, As I was talking with my friends as educators and with parents, that theme kept coming up. I mean, even though they were dealing with getting lunches to the right children on the right days of the week as administrators or parents having to juggle, I'm home, I need to be at work, but I've got my children here that I'm supposed to be helping teach, and I'm so feeling so unqualified to do that. Sure. And then you have teachers who are trying to make it work, 
But if teachers are at home virtually teaching the children on their roster, they also have their own children at home who are having to go to class and trying to make all of that work is just overwhelming. With children, uh, children do much, much better when they are in a classroom setting because they're able to respond to people. They're able to have social interactions, especially the younger children. This is scary for the kids, and I'm hearing about the increase of depression among Uh the children, too. That was a point I wanted to make. Uh, Being isolated at home causes depression Mm -hmm. in all of us, Mm -hmm. but especially in young children. They have that fear and that anxiety of, What's going to happen if I go to school? Yeah. Will I get sick? Yeah. What happens if my parent goes to work and they get sick? What if they die? Children really big hear stuff, big children stuff. hear the news. They have fears too much. And the problem is these young, especially younger children, have not had a chance to develop coping skills. That's right. And it's very good for parents to be able to spend time talking at a child-appropriate level about what's going on. The children are hearing things, so it's not like we're trying to isolate them. They know there's some big things happening. Maybe even doing a Zoom meeting with some of their little friends and giving them an Mm -hmm. open place to be able to talk about their feelings. Mm -hmm. Would that help, do you think? That would help kids to be able to talk about that? to be able to at least see their friends face-to-face. Yeah. But there's nothing like sitting eyeball-to-eyeball across the table, as we are doing this morning. Right. uh, To just be able to to visit. Right. um, And to share what they did last night and how their puppy's doing. But as I looked at all of these situations with all of these people that were involved in the COVID-19 virus and how it was affecting them, and, of course, as Latan said, we can carry it across every work area, sure. our entire lives, even as adults. Fear was that number one thing. And it, it's almost like we are living in the Egyptian times of the plagues. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had plagues, and the Israelites were scared to death, just like the Egyptians were. Those plagues came to them, too. They did not know what was going to happen next. Moses came to them for that last plague and said, do not fear. God's got this covered. All we have to do is kill the lamb, put the blood over the doorposts, and wait. Give your fear up and wait for God to move. So the application of that blood proved their redemption, which is looking toward the New Testament, which is what Jesus did for us by dying on the cross. So maybe we should have Passover early this year. (laughs) Maybe we should. Yes, and just cover our kids Mm -hmm. in prayer and cover Mm -hmm. our kids in the blood as they are going back to school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the time that this airs, we are going to be in a new season, and we don't know what it's going to look like. And there's going to be even new fears. But do you have some practical tips for how parents can help not you know, know their kids and their teachers and just how yeah. we can overcome fear in I general. love this conversation because um you know even just the story that you shared just a little clip about Moses and his approach to the fearful situation mm-hmm. of the plagues are there any other uh bible characters that could encourage the principals and teachers and children that you can think of 
Well, as I was looking at this, I was thinking, where did fear really start? It didn't start with the Egyptians. It started in the garden. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve were in a garden that God had planted himself for them to enjoy. And they believed a lie. They disobeyed. They knew they had disobeyed. They became fearful. They wrapped leaves around themselves to cover themselves, and not only did they cover themselves, they hid, because God came to visit with them every day. And when they heard him coming, they hid, and God said, Where are you? We're hiding. Why are you hiding? Because we were afraid. And so that that disobedience, the lie that they believed, and that disobedience that came is passed down to all of us from generation to generation. We know that fear keeps rearing its ugly head, especially with this COVID-19 virus. But God does not want us to be fearful. We need to, as Christians, as parents of children who may still possibly be in school, we need to seek God's word. We need to keep focused on what his word says because his word is true. Right. News media's word is not true. It changes on a weekly or daily basis. Nothing has caught God by surprise. That's right. That's right. Abraham spoke to Abram. I mean, God spoke to Abram and said, don't be afraid. I'm your shield. He spoke to Isaac. Don't fear. I am with you. When Joseph's brothers came to meet with him years after they had sold him into slavery, they were scared to death. Mm because they knew they had done wrong. But when they came, Joseph said, Peace be with you. Don't be afraid. So all these things happened in the Old Testament. But God's word is living. It's and so it is, alive and so right. prevalent. Uh-huh. And so um, it's such a tool for us today. Uh-huh. This is such powerful um, help Mm-hmm. For the listeners, for the parents who've been thrown a laptop and told you're in charge of making sure your child is online. And mm-hmm. some of these people are like me and they're not real computer savvy. Right. That's um, right. And have to learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. The stress of it all. This is just such a rich conversation. Dorinda, what would you want to say to the listeners as far as we could be proactive in prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you've already touched on how we must go to God's word right. and, and draw strength mm-hmm. and, and um, courage so that we can push away fear in the moments. But now, what would you want to say to the listeners about the power of prayer? We as parents, as believing parents, need to take our children, our grandchildren, our children's children's children as we get older we need to take them before the throne we need to pray a covering over them we need to pray protection over their minds that's so good as well as their hearts wow because we are attacked not in our hearts we are attacked in our minds and wouldn't satan love to get these little children while they're young and just paralyze them with fear Uh when i was growing up as I mentioned earlier, you know, you, you heard fear God. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about fear. Right. It's a different fear. It sure Our is. Our English language is 
not very clear. We mm-hmm. can use the same word for different That's things. Right. Fearing God is not being in dread and anxiety about what God's going to do when he gets me. It is an awe, a reverence, a submission to him. Mm, Because he is all powerful and he Uh is so much more powerful Uh than the enemy or any fear that could come against any Uh person that's listening to this broadcast that is really experiencing fear and anxiety Uh about the changes before us in the world right that's right and you know i I think of the the example of using the word love we use it for everything i love pistachio ice cream (laughs) and i love cute Mm, shoes me too i love my husband (laughs) and i love god yep but there's no comparison in the love i feel toward god Mm. as the love i feel toward a pair of cute shoes Mm. there's no comparison so the fear that we may have thought about. They both fear. help us walk, though. They do. <laughs> <laughs> help some, us walk and, it out. Yes, and sometimes pretty sassily. <laughs> but um, fearing God is not being in a panic over God. There are several verses I'd like to share that I think are very, very important uh, for us as believers in referring to the fear of God. Psalm nineteen nine says, The fear of the Lord is clean enduring forever proverbs 1 7 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge so if we want to have some knowledge and some wisdom on how to deal with our children Mm. how to deal with our our jobs how to deal with our spouses how to deal with any relationship we have to go to god's word read that last one again proverbs 1 7 the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge and right now listeners We need to have knowledge about how to maneuver in these days and how to manage Mm -hmm. our families and to be able to function uh, with all the changes. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a great verse for us just to pray into, like, even if we can't put words together that really convey our heart to God, Mm -hmm. just just let Jorinda's powerful message to you educators and parents, uh, let it just linger that you remember this Bible verse, that you ask God for knowledge. If all you can say is, Lord, I need, I need knowledge mm-hmm. from Proverbs 1-7. One, seven. One, seven. We need to, and I think you mentioned this, one of you asked the question a, a few minutes ago about um, getting over the fear. How do we get over the fear? Well, Romans 8, 15 says, We did not receive the spirit of bondage to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, so we can say, Abba, Father, as we talk with God. If we are believers, we're children of God. His spirit identifies with our spirit. How can a spirit of fear live in a life that's supposed to have the spirit of God? There's only one spirit that can prevail at a time. We either choose God's spirit or we choose the adversary's spirit, the spirit of fear. Second Timothy tells us we're not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, where does it come from? Who gives it to us? We have to acknowledge where that fear is coming from. It is not from God. It is from our adversary. I love that. That is such a powerful thing. When we 
acknowledge something, we bring it out of the dark and into the light. Mm-hmm. And when we acknowledge that fear is not from the Lord, that it is from the mm-hmm. adversary, we can say, we can begin to train our minds to say no to that, right. you know, and to lean into the spirit of God, like mm-hmm. you were just talking about, that gives us the spirit of power and love and a sound mm-hmm. mind from Second Timothy. What was the verse on that again? Second Timothy? Second Timothy 1, 7. 1, 7. Mm-hmm. That is a great verse. These are all great verses to pray over our kids and over our Mm -hmm. lives just to help us. Do you have some more verses? I do. I have uh, Hebrews 2.15. When Christ died and rose again, he destroyed death and the one who had the power of death. Mm. So those of us who have lived in a bondage of fear Mm. their entire lives, which is me, Mm -hmm. I can identify with that. Yeah, me too. I have to be released from that. Mm Mm-hmm. In order to be released, God is willing to release me, but I have to receive it. And for those of you who are experiencing the the fear of your futures dying, the fear of your dreams dying, mm-hmm. things that you had mapped out in your mind that was the course for your child's education, uh-huh. um, these are just powerful verses, Dorinda, for them to, for all of us to draw from and So one thing I want to ask you is tell me how your friends who are still active in education within the Atlanta area, Mm -hmm. uh, what are they telling you about the stress that's on the educational system right now in general for the for those who are leading our children so that we'll know how to pray? Uh, The teachers are, are very stressed. And the problem with what has been going on with it, nobody really knows what education is supposed to look like for it to be successful. There are good, highly qualified teachers that are taking early retirement mm, because so they cannot do this. They said, I, you know, one teacher I talked with said, I start at 7.20 in the morning. I'm not done until midnight. That's so sad trying to keep up with everything that has mm. to be done. Bless her. So praying protection over teachers as far as their emotional health mental is important. Too, and right? mental health, that's right. Mm. Praying protection over the students. Yes, emotionally, what, mentally. Right. What? You know what? I would love to do that right now okay. because we only have about three minutes okay. left in the show. That's great. And I would close. love to pray yeah. that protection over the Absolutely. teachers and over the kids as we great close out this end. show today. That's a perfect way to end. Mm-hmm. Would you mind praying I over would us? Be glad Thank you so much, okay. Jarenta. Dear Lord, we come before you and acknowledge who you are, yes, that you are an awesome, mighty God. But you're not a God who is off in the distance somewhere, floating through the universe. You are a God that is right here with us. You are concerned about everything that touches us. Yes, Lord. Everything that we come in contact with. You know the ins and outs of this COVID-19 virus that we have been dealing with for, it seems, forever. Lord, we just know that it's hard to deal with that as an educator and as anyone who is trying to lead a half-normal life. So, Lord, right now we pray protection emotionally, mentally, and physically over all the teachers who are involved in education, not just in the Atlanta area, but across the nation. That's right. Because 
where they are is so important. Mm-hmm. They are leading children to, to learn. They are influencing children, and we want those influences to be the yes. proper influences. So, Lord, we pray especially now that you would remove any fear they have, any fear of what if they get it, what if they can't do a good job uh, teaching the children, what if the parents are not satisfied, what if the administrator is not satisfied? Lord, I ask you right now to remove any fear they have. I ask you to cover it by the blood of Jesus, that we put Jesus' blood over all of our doorposts, so to speak, mm-hmm. just as they did in the Old Testament. Lord, we love you. We honor you. Yes, we, we trust do. you. And we know that you are in control, and we give it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you so much for that beautiful prayer, Jorinda. And thank you so much for being with us. That was Jorinda Cook Murphy. And we are thrilled to have had this conversation with you. Thank you so much for speaking into the lives of our kids and to our uh, the parents today and administrators. And we do just pray for a beautiful 2021 (laughs) year for these kids and for all of the teachers. So thank you for covering them today. And thank you for all of your wisdom. We appreciate that so much. And thank you listeners for making Real Victory Radio part of your weekend. We love having you here. And remember, we are listener supported. So go check out the victory movement at realvictoryradio.org. Go courageously and live victoriously. Thank you so much for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.